Installhub.com. Streamlining your installations. Hey you, another week, another podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like, subscribe, tell your friends. Let's see what's been happening this week on the 8th of September. Starting the week with talking EVs as usual. Now, car industry executives have called for incentives for private electric car buyers to be reintroduced ahead of the zero emissions vehicle mandate in 2024. Now, under current plans, which have still to be finally signed off just three months before they're due to be implemented, show that 22% of all manufacturers and new car sales in the UK will need to be electric from the 1st of January 2024. Rising annually to 80% in 2030 and 100% in 2035, when sales of new hybrid cars will be banned and fines will be imposed upon manufacturers who do not hit the targets. However, sales of new battery electric cars are by far the dominant form of ZEV in the UK. They're currently far behind with 22% targets, but during the first six months of 2030, BEVs represented 16.1% of all all new car sales in the UK. Their market share remained at 16.1% in July, but a particularly strong August, in which they represented one in five new car sales, increased their year-to-date share to 16.4%. Research published by car sales platform Autotrader in April, nine months after the grant was axed, stated that the number of inquiries sent to retailers about new electric cars had fallen by 65% year-on-year. BEVs accounted for 9% of all new car inquiries at that point, a third of the proportion recorded a year earlier. Nonetheless, sales of BEVs continue to rise. During the first half of 2023, 152,968 new electric cars were sold in the UK. That's 32.7% greater than during the same period last year when the grant was active. This is according to figures published by the industry body, the Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders, in July. A new electric vehicle charging hub big enough to charge 180 cars simultaneously has been opened by the Chancellor Jeremy Hunt in Birmingham yesterday, Thursday the 7th of September. It marks a significant boost for Britain's electric car charging network, becoming the largest electric vehicle charging site in the UK. The Giga Hub, located at the city's NEC campus, is the largest ever private investment in the UK electric vehicle project today. The project has been developed by a three-way collaboration between the NEC, EV Network and BP Pulse and is now operated by BP Pulse. It is funded by a record $8 from its investment partner, Zood Infrastructure Limited. The site will provide 30 super-fast 300-kilowatt DC charging bays and a further 150 kilowatt charging bays, one of the largest amounts of super fast charges in one location in the UK. The site is strategically positioned to become a major transport hub for the future. Located in the heart of the UK motorway network, including the M42 and the M46, also the A45 and the new HS2 interchange station. 
Stellantis' factory in Ellesmere Port is the UK's only dedicated manufacturing plant for the vehicles. Electric vans such as the Vauxhall Combo Electric, the Opel Combo Electric and the Citroen E-Berlingo and the Fiat E will be made at the site. A £100 million investment by Stellantis has secured the future of the former Vauxhall car manufacturing site. The plant's future had been in doubt due to the post-Brexit trading arrangements. The factory is solely producing electric vehicles, with the sale of new petrol and diesel cars and vans set to be banned in the UK from 2030. Business Secretary Kemi Bannotch said, Today's announcement is a very visible demonstration that this government has got the right plan for the UK's automotive sector. Now, we know in the EV world that charging, charging infrastructure, charges that work is all a bit of a problem. But we also know that if your EV's broken, finding a technician to fix it may take a while. Now, there is a global shortage of technicians and independent repair shops qualified to fix electric vehicles. This threatens to increase repair and warranty costs for drivers, potentially undermining upcoming deadlines to cut vehicle carbon emissions. From Milan to Melbourne to Malibu, technician training organisations, warranty providers and repairers say that independent repair shops will be vital for making EVs affordable because they are far cheaper than franchise dealers. Data shared with routers by the UK used car warranty provider WarrantyWise shows costs are already rising, with a one-year warranty for a Tesla Model 3 costing more than triple the average for a comparably priced fossil-fueled model. CEO Lawrence Whitaker said WarrantyWise must use expensive franchise dealers to fix EVs because they more often have qualified technicians than independent shops. Whitaker's concern is that higher insurance and warranty costs mean EVs will remain too expensive for many consumers, and it is a very good point. That said, Skoda are still looking ahead to the future. They have said this week that they will have a 20 grand electric vehicle on the road by the end of the decade, and this is as part of what it says its commitment to provide value for money. On the same platform as the Volkswagen ID2, they say that the AO Electric car, which apparently is its codename internally, will be pitched at under 25k, and the company will focus after that on getting an EV to the market that costs under 20k. They reckon it will be possible, but admits that it will take time for the technology to develop and for the company to work out how it can build an electric car to budget. Value for money is our NDA, says Zalama. I would never neglect that. So let's see if it's possible. But let's be honest, we're going to have to do something because that deadline is fast approaching and people's pockets don't seem to be getting any deeper. A new charter for public EV charging has been created with the aim of improving the reliability, transparency, accessibility and usability of the UK's network. The charter has been created by campaign group Faircharge and the RAC with support from organisations including Trade Body Recharge UK and EV disability champion ChargeSafe. Faircharge and the RAC are calling for the charter to be adopted as a minimum set of standards for the government local authorities, landowners and charge point operators. 
The charter's recommendations include a 99% charger reliability guarantee, clear information for consumers on working and non-working chargers, and a 48-hour repair target. In addition, the charter calls for signs on major roads and motorways to show locations of the fastest chargers, and for charge point operators to ensure the price per kilowatt of charge is always clearly displayed. The charter also says chargers should be located in safe, well-lit areas and be accessible to all drivers, regardless of physical abilities. It also says parking operators and local councils should make their EV parking terms and conditions clear and unambiguous, and not allow parking while charging to become a revenue stream. The charter also says that payments should be possible using contactless bank and debit cards without needing to download apps, with digital receipts showing any VAT element easily available. In other news this week, Estonian startup Vool has secured a fresh capital injection of 2.9 million to boost production and development of its EV charging solution. Specifically, the company closed an additional seed round of 1.3 million and received 1.6 million grant from the Estonian government. Founded in 2018, Vool offers a smart EV charging system which combines in-house developed hardware and software. This includes the charger, hub, app, web platform and admin portal. On now to solar. The solar industry in the United States expects to install a record high 32 gigawatt of new capacity this year, with additions surging by 52% from 2022 when policy-driven constraints held back projects. The Solar Energy Industries Association and Wood Mackenzie said in their latest quarterly reports this Thursday. The challenges with supply chains due to the COVID-related chaos and restrictive trade policies have started to fade, while the Inflation Reduction Act is beginning to yield results. The US Solar Market Insight Q3 2023 report found that things were on the way up. Total operating solar capacity in the US is expected to rise from 153 gigawatts today to 375 gigawatts by 2028. Octopus customers exporting power to the grid will now receive 15p per kilowatt, putting the average household with an EV and solar panels on track to earn £150 a year. Octopus Energy has today announced changes to its smart and export tariffs, promising that the moves will see customers with solar panels and electric vehicles paid significantly more for the excess. In other solar news, nearly 300 solar panels will be installed in a Norfolk quarry so more than a fifth of the power needed at the site can come from the sun. McLeod Aggregates Limited has been given the go-ahead by planners at Norfolk County Council to place 288 panels at Bittering Quarry near Durham. Documents lodged with the County Hall in the support of the application stated, clearly there is an urgent need to address the climate crisis and replacing a significant proportion of the fossil fuels currently being consumed at Bittering Quarry with renewable energy will assist in this aim. But sadly, not all projects are being approved. An appeal has been lodged against the refusal of planning permission for solar panels on the historic Papa Stork Kirk as part of its major renovation. Planning officers previously ruled that the 12 black panels would adversely impact the special agricultural and historic interest of the building. The local history and community group bought the B-listed building, which is more than 200 years old, from the Church of Scotland in 2016, and it is now in the process of being redeveloped. 
Mike Cannon-Brooks has taken charge of the world's changing solar project. The tech billionaire Mike Cannon-Brooks has renewed plans by the Sun Cable project to develop giant solar farms in inland Australia to supply electricity to Darwin and to Singapore via an undersea cable. Grok Ventures, the private investment company of Cannon Brooks, on Thursday finalised its acquisition of Sun Cable months after a dispute between its billionaire backers threatened to derail the huge solar project. But looks like that's all been put to bed and it's now going ahead and Mike Cannon is happy to move forward. But on the flip side of that, controversial solar panel sales and installation firm Open Energy is undergoing a process of possible liquidation, putting thousands of homeowners in limbo when it comes to their solar panel plans. The news was posted on their Facebook page, estimating that the company's collapse would affect between 10,000 and 14,000 customers. These clients may now be beset with problems, including solar panels that do not work or have not been connected up. The issue with obtaining VAT refunds as well is also in the report. All of this currently is alleged and we will wait to see what the outcome is. So that is it. You are now up to date with your latest solar, EV and green tech news. I'll be back with you next Friday. And remember, if you're an installer, then you should be streamlining your installations and allowing us to help you do that. Go to installhub.com and see how we can help you work smarter, not harder. From everybody here at Install Hub, you have a fantastic weekend. 